Wow, do I have a special treat for you. I'm really excited about this because one of the biggest challenges we all have is getting our message out to the right people. Huge challenge with all the noise out there. How do we rise above the noise and really get in front of the right prospective clients or customers that we know we can add so much value, tremendous value, and if we can deliver that value to the right person, we get to do extremely well and all our stakeholders do well. But then again, there's all that noise and we hear how we do this marketing, that marketing, and that, you know. Well, I've got something for you today that I think may be your missing element. I know for many of the top entrepreneurs that I get to work with, they're not using this effectively. And when I met this young, remarkable entrepreneur, I go, Pete, I need you at my mastermind group. I need you coaching me and I need you on AES Nation. I'm John Bowen, you're at AES Nation. It's all about accelerating your entrepreneurial success and you don't wanna miss this episode. Stay tuned. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep, think bold, drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com Vargas, I tell you, I am so excited to have you with us. Uh, you, have, you heard the introduction. I think you're the missing little element that's going to help so many fellow entrepreneurs really do well. So first of all, thank you for joining us. Hey, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. It's an honor to be on your show today. Well, and you know, and, and this is something you, you are, I was at Jason Gennard's Mastermind Talk, you and I were there, and Pete, you and I hadn't met before, and I, I still remember all the gurus in your audience and all these top speakers, and we were all kind of blown away with the message of how you could really you know, where you're sharing with us who are supposedly doing this great job of getting our message out, something that we had not really thought about or hadn't been as systemic as you are in advancing our reach by using many platforms, the right platforms. And, and as I said in the introduction, I go, oh, I mean, I, I don't know if you remember, I cornered, I'm a pretty big guy, so I shot the elbows a little bit, just said, hey, we gotta talk a little later today and make sure we put this, uh, and over a drink, we did. Yeah. But, but I wanna share that with all my fellow entrepreneurs, but before we do it, because uh, you've got a little bit of a checkered past, how you figured this all out with, uh, and I mean this by checkered positively, too, yeah. Yeah. that you've, you've really made a big difference in a lot of people's life, and then, you saw your calling and you know, why don't you give us a little bit of the background, Pete, of how you got to this. And then I want to go into the big five lessons that you can share with the fellow entrepreneurs so they can accelerate their success. Yeah. The big five are completely connected to the background. So I'm glad that you asked that. I'm so honored to be here today. And I really believe by the end of the time that we can help your audience, John, I want to make a really bold promise today. I believe that we can help your audience grow their businesses significantly with the big five that we're going to talk about here in a second. But the background is how I figured out the big five. Um, my background, as you know, as I shared at the event is I came from a broken family. 
Um, early on, mom and dad, my earliest memory was my mom on one side, my dad on the other, and there was a tug of war going on. They were yelling at screaming and who was going to keep me and who was going to keep my sister that day because they were uh, splitting up and, and divorcing. And so my dad won me that day in the inner city. My mom won my sister. And the next 10 years just began an extremely burst, uh, an abusive relationship with my father, both physically, verbally abusive relationship with my dad. And finally, his mom said, enough is enough. You're coming to live with me. And so my grandmother in West Texas, small little town called Hereford, Texas, took me in and uh, she raised me. She raised me. And uh, my dad came back into my life in my teenage years. And we tried to make everything amend. Like we tried to make things right with my dad. We took him to church. We got him counseling. Him and I went through counseling. His seven siblings would constantly tell him that he needed to make things right with me. And nothing worked. And so I said, you know, we just said, I was like, nothing's going to work. And it's a lot like an entrepreneur journey. You just think something's going to work, something's going to work, something's going to work, and nothing worked. And so I went off to college and I've shared this with you and I might not have shared this with you, but I thought I was going to be the next Jerry Maguire because growing up, athletes influenced my life. Like all of my private passwords on all of my big accounts are actually my favorite athletes. And I shouldn't say that probably here, but (laughs) athletes made a big difference in my life and they were very influential. They gave me hope. They helped me dream. And so I thought I was going to be the next Jerry Maguire. Uh, long story short, John, I found out I had to go to law school in order to do that. And I was like, nope, I'm not going to law school. And so I graduated college and I had two opportunities. I had the opportunity to go to back to Dallas where that experience with my mom and dad took place. Great corporate job, six figures and go and work and starting off well as a 22 year old, 23 year old, or I could go to Hereford, Texas. I got a call from my youth pastor, my pastor. And he said, Pete, I want you to come back and take over as youth pastor. And I said, I have no Bible training. I have no theology training. But he said, I know that you'll just come on and love on kids. And so I went back to Texas. I I don't know why I made that decision. $18,000 a year as a starting salary back in 03. And my first Wednesday night, there were three kids there, three. And I was like, wow, I got a long train ahead of me. And so we made a decision as the, the us four, it was Jory, McKenzie, and Stacy. We made a decision that we were gonna build this youth group and we made a decision that we were gonna bring in speakers and entrepreneurs and we're gonna bring in all these people to come share with the kids and that was gonna grow our youth group. And so John, I brought in all these speakers. I brought in financial advisors, business owners, CEOs, health and wellness, Super Bowl MVPs like Larry Brown, Chad Hennings from the Dallas Cowboys, Rick Rigsby, I brought in chaplains, I brought in, I mean, I brought in everybody. I didn't just bring in pastors because I wanted my kids to understand the power of being a giver. I wanted them to understand the power of having financial responsibility. I wanted them to understand the power of believing in themselves when everybody said they can't do it. So I brought in all these speakers and little by little, our youth group grew from three kids to 750 kids in a town of 10,000. And when I went to the board and I said, I wanna build a youth facility and our kids have raised tens of thousands of dollars, but it's gonna cost us a million dollars to put this amazing youth facility here in Hereford, Texas, the board 100% approval said yes to it because my kids had learned how to be givers and our church was an incredibly giving church. And so we were growing and everything was happening. And then I brought in this speaker who changed my life forever. His daughter was the first girl killed at Columbine in, in, in Colorado in 1999. And he came and he spoke to the kids that day. He was like the 25th speaker that I had brought in. And he shared his message and he said, Pete, 
I or he he it felt like he was speaking to me, but he said he spoke to the crowd and he said, "You never know how long you are going to be here, and you never know how long your loved ones are going to be here." And he said, "I want you to go home tonight. I want you to tell five people in your life how much you love them." And I thought about my grandmother, and I thought about my 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 who raised me, and I thought about my best friend Tyler, and I thought about my girlfriend now, my wife Kim. And then he gave that little dagger. And he said, some of them you're not in good standings with. And John, I had not made amends with my dad. And so I knew I had to go make amends with dad, my dad, but I was too prideful. So I brought him back to the parent event that night. He's like, listen, if, you'd, if you're not in good standings, bring them back tonight to the parent event. So I brought my dad back that night. My dad heard the presentation. And I feel like perception is reality. I feel like everybody in the audience was hugging their kids and grandkids and asking for forgiveness and telling them they love them and doing everything that you should be doing after they heard him speak that night. I feel like my dad was the one in the crowd that wasn't. I know that's not the case, but it felt that way. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like our entrepreneurial journey. You want to give up right there. And three weeks later, I got a letter in the mail and it was from my dad and it said, I'm sorry for the father I've been. Here my son is having an impact on hundreds of kids' lives and I can't have an impact on my only son's life. He asked me for a second chance to do things right and he told me he loved me for the first time in a really, really good time. So what did I do? I called that man, Daryl Scott, and I said, Daryl, why aren't you sharing your message with everybody across the world? That speaker who came into my town. And he said, Pete, I have no idea how to get my message out there. And he wanted to impact education and he wanted to impact corporations and the culture within those two organizations. I said, I was a young, naive 23 year old John. And I said, you've come to the right place because we're gonna figure it out. And I'm really happy to say over the last 13 years, not only have we booked 25,000 stages across the world, those stages have led to tens of millions of dollars of products and services that have come as a result of the stage and so that's my backstory well it's a really powerful one pete and i and i i mean i i'm fully engaged and i've heard it uh, a couple of times now and with the uh group that i was with i mean you know all these seasoned big time marketing ceos entrepreneurs it really resonates because you know you've been in the trenches you made a huge difference in those 700 kids uh, life. I mean, I'm, I'm sure every one of them remembers and sp- speaks of you fondly, the difference in that the exposure that they wouldn't have gotten in that small town without you. And now, you know, one of the things I love is that you're, you're what you did for Daryl, you're taking and helping other people get that message out. And you've built the systems out of all these years of experiences. And why I wanted to have you on, and and I feel this is kind of the missing element for all of us out there, is that, you know, we're, many of us are thought of leaders in our industry, maybe even thought leaders. We've published some books, we've, you know, we've given a speech or two, but we really haven't gotten out there and we haven't expanded our reach. And, you know, we're certainly good on one-to-one but with today's tools and today's platforms, the difference we can make is just so huge. So Pete, let's let's dive into that because you are the man that does that. And I, I wanna start, you know, cause we, at the end of the day, we want every one of these entrepreneurs that we have the privilege of hanging out with to make a big difference. Cause we know they can, just like you were doing in your small town in Texas. Yep. And I'd like to believe I'm doing as well, and we're continue to do, and we're, we're on a journey together. 
The number one thing, though, and this is something uh, I find to be unbelievably important, and, and boy, it, you know, we put it as number one of the big five, and you just demonstrated it, too. You're walking your talk. The importance of your story. Tell, tell us why that's so important, because so many people you know, say, well, I don't have a story, or you know, my life is boring, and you know, I don't have anything. You know, how can we help our fellow entrepreneurs? Yeah. So, so John, I want to, I want to, I, I want to give a couple of thoughts here with entrepreneurs, whether you're a solopreneur, you have lots of employees. I want to help you out with this. But before I do that, John said something really, really incredible. Like we helped 700 kids, um, through speakers coming in and impacting their lives. We built this group up to 700 kids. Those three girls, I have officiated two out of their three weddings to this day, and the third one hasn't gotten married yet, but when she does, I know she'll call me. So it's really special, but now our mission has shifted. It's ironic, because John, I've never seen this until you said it. We now are wanting to reach 70 million people on an annual basis through your audience's messages being out there in front of them. And in order to get out there, you gotta be able to tell your story. People are scared to tell their story, and you gotta be able to do it in a way like, I, I have a format, I believe a proprietary process and it's called the story braid. And I believe if you use this with your children, if you use this in your marriage, if you use this with your business, I believe it's powerful and I think it's transformational. And it's a really simple format. It's a four step format. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. People will forget what you did, people will forget what you said, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Maya Angelou. I want you to know that if you wanna design a way, and here's the thing, I want you to design, first off, I wanna squash the, the misconception that you don't have a story. You do have a story. There's a story of your entrepreneurial journey. Nobody's entrepreneurial journey is easy. John's sharing some of his personal stuff with me before, and I'm sharing some of my personal stuff before this interview. We all have challenges that we've been through. All of us have. Maybe your mom and dad weren't doing tug of war with you, but I want you to know your entrepreneurial journey I know hasn't been easy. It hasn't been seamless. And those are the things that people want to know. They want to know the real story about you. They want to connect with you. They want to know a couple of things. They want to know that you know how they feel and that you have just figured out something and they want to understand the gap of how to get where you or you are at or what you've done or what your company's done. And so we believe in the story braid format. When you're telling your story, if you can build it this way, there's four pieces to it. You start with the heart. You start with the heart. You connect with the person's heart. Human connection is the first piece. Let them know about you. Let them know about your family. You know who's out here? My son Keaton, my daughter Mia, my daughter Emma, all three of my kids, all of them adopted. Like, Let them understand who your family is. Let them understand who you are. Let them understand about your company. Connect with them. Then share a little bit of your journey. People want to know your journey. Great movies and great, great movies understand the hero's journey concept. But us as business owners, we forget to tell the hero's journey story. And so I believe the second piece of that opening heart is telling your journey, talking about the struggle. People like to know the struggle before they know the successes. They like to know that you walked in their shoes, but you figured out a solution. See, when they know that you've walked in their shoes, but you now have a solution, they are more willing to listen to understand how you got that to that point of the solution. That's the only thing. And so that opening heart, John, is a really, really critical component. The second piece of it is now that you've opened up their hearts, I love to go, their minds are wide open to listen. 
You can tell them what you want to tell them. I love business owners to talk about their signature company process. The signature process in getting the results that they've gotten in their company. That's what I love. I love when they have a proprietary process that is their signature company process. Because John, I'm going to share something on the back end of this that's really powerful. But if you can get your company's process dialed in, Pete, what's my company's process? It's how you get the results, how you get the successes, how you went from understanding where they're at to where they want to be. There's that gap. It's your signature process. And so that's the piece that you want to teach their minds. Mine is story. And you'll hear the other two pieces of mine here in a second. But that is the second piece is now their minds are open because you got their hearts. Teach them your signature process. The third piece is I want you the hands, the hands. It's called a call to action. Like get a call to action for them. Like I want you to get the call to action for them or for you. I want you to get them a quick win in their life. And here's the biggest part. I want them to go deeper with you because if they go deeper with you, you will change their lives. And so there needs to be a call to action as you're sharing your story, whether it's on video, whether it's in media, whether it's on TV, whether it's on the radio, whether it's in person, there needs to be a call to action. And so the hands are critical. Great speeches without a call to action are not doing the people justice. And then the fourth piece coming back is closing with the heart open looping your story on the front end and close looping it on the back end with the story. I'm not going to share it at the very end today, but I'll tell you how I close my presentations. You saw how I open it, but I close it by talking about my dad today got remarried. He got remarried about 10 years ago to a lady and at 49 and 48, she got pregnant and he had another son. And when I went back to meet my baby brother for the first time, my dad walked me out to the car after I saw him and I saw something different in his eyes that weekend. And as my wife got in the car, as we were coming back home to Colorado and I was getting in the driver's seat, my dad pulled me aside and he said, I want you to know that you'll always be my little boy, but I feel like JT is my second chance to get to do things right. And then I go on to tell the audience, you see, not only is my dad getting a second chance with JT, the dad that I talk about in the past, my kids can't wrap their heads around because they know Grandpa Pete in a completely different way today. And it's only because of the power of somebody getting their message on a stage. And that's how I close my presentation. So I open loop my dad's story, but I close loop it with where my, me and my dad's relationship is at today. That's how you finish a talk. And here's what I want you to know. Heart, head, hands, heart. That's the story braid process. And here's the beauty. The beauty is that if you can frame the talk like that, your company can create a talk that all of your employees share. You see, the organization that we worked with, Rachel's Challenge, they had 50 plus different people sharing the same talk to the general public out in the market because they used the framework that everybody shared the same company proprietary process. We just personalized the heart a little bit on the opening and the closing to make it a little specific to the individual sharing it and why they cared about being a part of this organization. But whether it's you or all of your employees, if you can design your story in that way, 
you can then rally the troops to get behind you and share it with the masses. I love when organizations do that. I love helping organizations do that. And so, John, if people, if your audience can dial into the story braid process, they are going to be able to tell their story in a way that compels people to want to go deeper with them. Well, and let's take it a little further, too, because, I mean, this is just so powerful. And I, I am such a big believer in the power story. And what I, I loved was how you know, you've mapped it out. Most people have kind of heard, yeah, the story being authentic, all that. But as entrepreneurs, we want to connect with people logically. We've got this great solution. We forget that people connect with us emotionally and justify engaging us or purchasing a, with a logic. And you've got that whole mapped out. Now, I want to come back to number two. And we got to, I know we're tight on time, so we're okay. Honor yeah. that, okay, yeah. is number two, the the power of stories, or I mean, of stage. You know, I'm thinking a story we're going to have on the stage, but the power yeah. of stage is just so powerful. And, and this is something you've, you know, I've had the benefit of being on stages up to, I think the largest is 6,000, but, you know, it, you know, really being in front of the right 10 can be amazing. Well, tell us how, you know, we've got our story now, we're ready to go, where do we yeah. go? Yeah, so the power of stages, like I believe you're, I believe people are one stage or one association away from their business catapulting significantly. And so here's the power of stages. There are 35, and John, I wanna give this as a gift to your group. There are 35 different online stages you can be on and 35 different offline stages that you can be on to tell your story. Yes, you heard me right. There's a combination of 70 different stages that you can now share that story on. And if you share your story in the compelling way that we just taught you, people are going to want to go deeper with you. And so here's here's the brilliance of what we've done for 13 years is I've spent 10,000 hours on the phone with meeting planners and people who control these stages and below corporation who controls media stages and radio stages and local stages and 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 web webcasts and trainings and I don't want to get into all 70 cuz I won't tell you them all but I'll just give you all 70 of them is if you can just identify the five stages maybe 10 that make most sense for you as a business owner, for you and your company to go tell your story on, and you can systematically start getting on those stages, you will see exponential growth in your business, period. But remember, you gotta be great with telling your story. If you're not, John and I have seen some of the greatest speakers, but the majority, there's a lot that we haven't seen that are great. And so here's what I would tell you, there's a combination of 70 different stages, John, and if they can identify five to 10, and I'll give them the combination of all 70, explain all 70, it's my free gift to your audience, then I hope that's okay. I just, because I can't go too, too much into detail. Is that all right? Yeah, I mean, the one thing is we're, we're trying to design it for a, a California drive, and sometimes it can be long, but 70 might be too many. So we can, we'll make sure they got that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's about a five-page document, and it, it, the first three pages are dedicated to explaining the 70, and the last two pages are, are, are dedicated to you inventorying which five to 10 do I need in my business? And so that's what I would encourage your listeners to do is what are the five to 10 stages that you need in your business? And then you need to put a systematic approach in to winning those stages, a systematic approach. And so... How do you begin to win those stages so you can share your story, your company's story, 
on those stages, and that's the second piece of it. And John, just because of time, I actually have training on how they can land those stages. That's our brilliance, that's our genius. The things that we do can help them do that, but I'll also, there's tra- there's there are 10 steps to winning those stages, and I'll make sure and give your audience those 10-step training as well so they can begin to win the stages, because I want them on stages. So we'll, we'll go ahead and put that in the resource section, you know, we'll, when we get at the end of the web, or at the end of the podcast and everything again will be above me asnation.com but no this is really powerful and you know i mean okay we've got our story we're now getting on stages and one of the things that every entrepreneur wants to do almost everyone uh 94 of our last survey they want to scale up their business so how do they truly scale up the business i mean it's nice to okay i got a story i'm getting on some stages what difference will that make, Pete? Yeah. So here's what we begin to see. You get you're good on stage. What we want you to do, there's eight different ways that you can scale past the stage. And we don't want people to do all eight of them in their business. We want them to have one, two, or two or three. That's it. And most of the people on this crowd, I know these listeners, they have it. They have services. They have coaching and masterminds. They have products, physical or digital products. They want to speak more. They want to do training and consulting. They want to raise funds, whether it's for pro- for profit or nonprofit. You know, they want to, and I'm and I'm I'm going through my whole diagram. There's eight different ways that you can scale past the stage. And they want to raise sponsorship money. That's the seventh one. And I'm 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 going blank on the eighth one, but there are eight ways that you can scale past the stage. The beauty of the stage, what you can do in 60 minutes expedites an 18 month, sometimes a 12 to 24 month sales cycle. Yes, you heard me. You know, I I thought, I think about some of the people that I've done business with that they took me a year to two years to earn my business because I just wanted to go through all the loops and all of that and, and, and make them earn it. But the people who have moved me from a stage in 60 minutes, I, it'll expedite a 12 to 24 month sales process because they connect with you and they hear you and they experience you. And here's why I care about that. I want a stage to be worth tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and even millions of dollars to you because what happens is when you have those areas of scale, John, you put a system in place to lead collect. And you should be lead collecting 70, 80% of your physical stages. And then you begin to nurture those leads into the services or the things that you provide past the stage, which then makes that stage worth a whole lot of money. My physical stage that I'm on nowadays, John, is worth, I call it stage value indicator. Our physical stage, I don't speak, I'm not a professional speaker. I speak because I wanna be able to scale past the stage with my message, and I wanna shorten that sales cycle. And so we'll see six figures pretty consistently pretty consistently on every physical stage that we have and 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 not as high as in the digital but our digital stages see quite a bit as too they see five figures and so why is that important because stages are a way to allow you to expedite the sales cycle and grow your business quickly and so that's scale is the third area that i believe speaking is one of the most powerful ways to scale your business well i got to tell you Pete i've i've had the experience too and you know we would always consider six figures as kind of as we do these speeches. That's our goal. And I got to tell you, one time we hit two and a half million dollars of revenue was generated out of one event. 
uh, one event, one, one hour presentation too. So don't don't even. And it was a relatively small audience, but it was a very powerful audience, obviously. And then, you know, and certainly on the electronic, I mean, I've had as uh, low six figures, but more typical five figures there as well. And this is just. You know, if you want to scale up your business, uh, boy, this is just so powerful. Let me go though, and this is one that, you know, it's always hard when you're walking the path by yourself. And, you know, number four is imp the importance of a mentor. I mean, why is that so important? Yeah, you know, so I, I couldn't have done this journey without mentors in my life. It goes back to Garth and Tyler Merrick, and Garth and Tyler Merrick see me as the entrepreneur. Garth is a guy who owned a company called Merrick Pet Foods, Beef and More. Um, it was acquired and bought by one of the big companies. I think Nestle bought it. I could be wrong. I'm not sure who bought it, but uh, they were the first entrepreneurs in my life, and they saw something in me, and they spoke it into my life. And I learned so much from them, and they were the first mentors in my life. And then I come from the Cutco world. I had Cutco mentors in my life. And then I had spiritual mentors in my life. And then there's just along this journey, I could tell you mentor after mentor after mentor, and maybe the reason why it's so deeply convicted in me is because I didn't have a good relationship with my parents growing up. And now I do, but it's because of mentors in my life that I've progressed and so one of the things I do every year, John, is I make sure the critical areas in my life, I have somebody speaking into that area. One, just one person, because you don't need lots of voices because they might be contradicting and confusing. So Pete, every year says, who is, my, who is speaking into me spiritually and around the word of God? Who's speaking into me financially? Who is the person speaking into my physical health? Who's the person speaking into my business? Who's the person speaking into my marriage? And sometimes I have mentors that cross two, two lanes, that they're really good at two lanes, but I really wanna encourage your audience, like what are the areas in your life that are super important to you and who's speaking into those areas in your life? Whether it's directly or even indirectly. There's people out there that indirectly, John is a great ed, uh, example of that. Maybe he's not speaking into your life one-on-one, -on -one, but through this podcast and through the programs that he does, him speaking into your life considers him one of your mentors. So I believe mentors are critical, and to be even more intentional, go identify the areas of your life that you care about the most and make sure there's a mentor in that area. Yeah, and this is something I've followed religiously in my professional career too, and it's just made a huge difference. Let's wrap up the big number five, and it's it's just one word, believe. And why is yeah. that so important to you? Belief is so important, and belief is so important that we as business owners believe in our dreams and believe in our people. Believing in our dreams and believing in our people are critical. And I cannot convey that any more than Wimbledon this last Sunday. If you don't know tennis, I know you know Roger Federer. He's probably one of the greatest tennis players to ever play the game. And a year ago, if you listen to Wimbledon a year ago, the announcers were saying he's done. He's old. He, him and Tiger, and he, he's not for personal issues like Tiger, but he, he's basically come to that point in his life where they're like, he'll never win another major. He'll never, he's done. He's done. And so what did Roger do? He took six months off. And he told us in his post-game winning Wimbledon last week what he did in those six months. They said, Roger, what was it that made the difference where a year ago 
you were about to like people thought you were done and now all of a sudden this year you haven't just won one major you've won two out of the three that have been played this year and he said I just sat back and I began to believe in my dreams and I began to believe in me and my team believed in me and my team believed in my dreams and all of a sudden I just began to weep and cry because it's the people in my life who believed in me the most and it's the times in my life when I believed in me the most when I had the greatest impact, which ties back to those mentors. And so make sure you have people in your life believing in you. Make sure you have a practice every day to believe in yourself. And then finally, if you don't do this third one, it's like the law of reciprocity. Make sure that you're believing in your people. Believe in them and show them that you believe in them. And so, John, I think that's a critical one, and I don't think there's any more of a beautiful picture than seeing Mr. Federer talk about that this last week at Wimbledon. I didn't see the tournament, but I did see his response to the win that you just shared. And, you know, this is why one of the things we want, you know, if you just will believe in yourself, uh, you can make a huge difference, and we all need different ways to get there. But he showed us one way that's very, very powerful. Let me go, uh, Pete, why don't we wrap up? I wanna go into uh, resources. And yeah. you know, I know there's gonna be other entrepreneurs. I'm putting up your website, uh, advanceyourreach.com. And this is one, I mean, I mean, I just love the message right in the beginning. Monetize your message and make an impact. That's what we're talking about here. Pete, and how can people reach you and get you know the resources we promised, as well as uh, you know, you've got a powerful. As a matter of fact, we just I just committed to going to my your two day program as well because even though I I think uh, my top year giving presentations about a million and a half two million dollars of revenue from just wow. the speeches, not the back end, the, the speeches. Wow. So uh, I think I'm you know, pretty good after watching your presentation and it's confirmed in the podcast today. I'm going to be there in August because it is just, you know, this is, it's usually those little nuances that can make a huge difference. But how, how can our, our uh, audience really find out more about you, Pete? Yeah, so if you go to advanceyourreach.com, my passion and my desire is to help entrepreneurs get on get their message out in front of more people and be great when they do be great when they do so if you go to advanceyourreach.com um i want you to just look around and the two things that i feel like we can do for your audience john is number one if they want their story built out as a solo story or as a company story we're great at that. Like I'm talking about the whole process. A lot of people will just talk about story and it's important, but I'm talking about that whole story braid process, the heart, the head, the hands, the heart, that whole process is critical. And then the other thing that John's coming to that I'm excited, we have a predictable campaign, which I'm gonna include in the in the notes with John. We have a predictable campaign to win, be, uh, get you on stages and we have 15 entrepreneurs joining us. We almost have to do it every single month now because it's the most popular thing that we do. And people can look at that on our page, the Stage Execution Workshop. We do it about once a month, once every 30 to 40 days of helping people get on those 70 stages, the five to 10 that they want to get on. Not all 70 of them, but the five to 10 that they want to get on. So if people check there, and if anybody has questions, John, they can email me, Pete at AdvanceYourReach.com, Pete, P-E-T-E at AdvanceYourReach.com. And uh, myself and or my assistant will take really good care of you. If there's any questions of how we can help you, 
um, really advance your reach in your company and in and, and your, and your journey here. Well, thank you, Pete. I mean, this has been invaluable. And let me just summarize it real quick on the, my key takeaways. I think there's no question there. Everybody can see those big five. I mean, important to your story. I mean, not only did Pete share that how important it is, but he demonstrated it. And there's no way that you're going to forget Pete. Pete, you're going to share, you know, as we talk about Pete, I, he precedes himself in the sense that I'm going to tell the story about describing Pete versus you know, kind of this abstract business model. And this is where it becomes that emotional connection, that authentic, that's so powerful. And the power of stages, you know, they, they, there's just so much opportunity out there to get out and scale up number three. And we want you to do that, the importance of a mentor, get somebody that's walked the path, you know, in each yep. of the areas that you want, and then believe in yourself, believe in your team, believe that you can make a huge difference. Go do it, your clients, your future clients, they're all counting on you. Don't let them yep. down. Wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.